Support for this podcast comes from Synchrony. Ever wonder how to calculate your true cost of financing and how to fit the price of financing into your business and pricing for products and services? In Synchrony's new and improved toolbox website, you can easily calculate your cost of credit, view educational videos, and learn more about Synchrony's digital tools. Simply go to toolbox.syf.com to explore and learn more. Christina, thank you so much for taking some time with me today. Uh, I really am glad to see you. For those who've not had the pleasure of meeting you or seeing you in an expo, can you kind of share with everyone your name, your company name, and where you guys are located? Sure. Um, my name is Christina Perkins. Uh, I work for Metro Electric, and we're located in Romeo, Michigan, which is about 40 miles north of Detroit. Very good. Now, is that mostly, uh, is that suburban Detroit, or are you more, is it more country, or what's what's that area like? We're a little more rural where we're located at. Um, we do service a little bit of the, the city outside of the city, but we're a little bit more rural. Very good. Very good. Now, we're talking for a great reason. Uh, you guys have been doing really well, and you, you're really excited about this year. I know that. Kind of, this is your chance to brag. Uh, kind of share with everyone what you're projecting to do at the end of the year in terms of sales and your, your two divisions that you kind of keep an eye on, your residential and your generators. Sure. So our residential service, um, we are, we've never broke a million this year. We're adding three additional techs to our two. So we'll have five techs. So I know we're definitely going to break a million and I am super excited about that. Um, as far as our generators, we're steady. Um, we were at a little bit over 4 million last year. I have no doubt we're going to go over five this year. That's fantastic. That's great. That's great. You guys also have the commercial side, big bustling growing business. It's super, super excited to talk to you about all of it. Uh, Before we get into kind of the day-to-day of of what you do and and make all the magic happen, I love to learn people's stories. So let's let's first start with the company story, uh, because I know it started before you started, but you've been there 20 years, so (laughs) you've been there a long time. So talk about the the genesis of Metro, how how it got started, you know, and, and got rolling. So um, the owner, Joe Brewer, took this over from his father, Arnie, who started uh, before him, and he was into radiate, radiant heating um, and electric. So, you know, when that when we had sort of the downturn um, and the economic back when, um, you know, it dissolved a little bit. And Joe, the owner now, went to um, engineering school and took it over in 1997 and kind of built it up from there. He's done a great job. Yeah, so it's been it was what it was much smaller when he first took it over in the late nineties. Yeah, out. yeah, there was only a couple people. Yeah, a couple people when he you know when he took it over, um, and then yeah. you know grew from there. And now we're about company wide about eighty employees. Wow, oh, that's great. That's what a yeah. great story. Now you you come along early in the journey, twenty years. I mean, uh, talk about how you started. Well, first of all, what before you got there? What what's your background? What what would you have a background in? Uh, before I worked here, I worked for a builder. So I did um, a lot of accounting and at the, towards the end, um, I did a little bit of project management. And so I was just looking for something a little bit different, um, answered an ad in the paper. I don't know any, you know, I didn't know anybody. So I answered in the paper for an office helper and you know, that's what started it. Um, and I just came in and, and tried to learn as much as I possibly could and given any opportunity that they would give me, you know, learn more. Yeah. 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 
Well, and I was going to say, maybe share with everyone what you're doing today, because you, you, you said where, where you work, but you didn't explain you're their vice president now. So you've definitely yeah. grown within the company. Yes, I, I've definitely grown with the company. Um, Matt, I became vice president about five, six years ago. And um, so, like I said, I initially was the office helper. I helped out with accounting, lighting, project management a little bit on the commercial side. Um, helped out when about eight, nine years ago when we decided to do the residential and generators. Uh, Joe, the owner, decided to start that division up. I helped a little bit facilitate it. There was another manager here at the time uh, yeah. who since retired. And last couple of years, I inherited it. Um, yeah. So <laughs> so now I'm managing a lot of the day-to-day -day stuff. Of, actually, I'm managing all of the day-to-day. -day. Uh, we have a generator manager that you know is helping um, facilitate all of our generators. And so I'm helping him a little bit, guiding him. He's a little bit newer. Um, yeah. running the guys on the day-to-day, -day, running the call center, just the overall operations. Yeah. Got a lot of hats. A lot of hats. A lot of hats. A lot of hats. Uh, I want to talk about it where, where your your guys' path crossed with ours, a certain path, then Success Group International. I, I Based on our database, it shows you guys joined um, kind of the middle of 2013. Okay. I think that is that is that's when you really launched your residential service. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that's when we did. We, um, I know Joe and Bill, who used to be here before he retired, they went to a profit day. Um, yeah. And then they went to EP and okay. thought this is this might be helpful to us. You know, we in our downtime, you know, we might be able to make this work and kind of fostered yeah. it from there. It took us a little while to to get going. Sure. Well, I mean, uh, considering where you guys were. You know, in the late 90s to the, I mean, the, the company's really grown. Um, yes, yes. Were you guys doing generators at that point or has that been a newer division as well? Uh, we were, we started generators when we joined SGI with the residential. Okay. Um, okay. We were slow at getting started and yeah. actually Joe, the owner used to go out and do quotes, uh, which is funny yeah. now because we've grown so much, um, but he yeah. really did. He went out and, and he fostered it and kind of helped, um, you know, create the process of it. And we took a couple of our commercial guys and asked them to help out to get us started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, before we kind of talk about how you guys made changes and, and started to evolve the business, I mean, 2013 was a little after the downturn, but I know, you know, that affected a lot of electrical contractors. I, mm -hmm. I've been here about 20 years, so I've seen all sorts of ups and downs. Uh, how did you guys survive that? I mean, was it just uh, all hands on deck, doing everything you could? I mean, especially commercial large jobs took a beating. So was that kind of the they reason did. for going? Yeah. Um, our commercials has stayed pretty strong. I will say that we do K through yeah. 12 buildings, so that never seems to go away. Um, so our projects are a little bit, when we secure work, they're usually about one to three years. So that's really helped foster the residential and help us getting started. Um, okay. Kind of funded it, to be quite honest, you know, to get us started and get us moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we talk to people all the time that are trying to start new divisions. You know, say they're in HVAC and they want to get an electrical or vice versa. And one of the big things, you got to have some capital, right? You got to have some cash because that stuff's not free, trucks and materials and all that stuff. Uh-oh, clap, clap their hands. There we go. <laughs> we just had a, a lighting issue for those listening. Uh, but uh, but anyways, well, very good. So maybe, I mean, I don't know how, again, you, you were going to EP and, and profit day in those early days, but do you remember what were some of the, the biggest challenges or, or things that, that had to happen when you were launching that residential division kind of in the, you know, what was that, 2013, 2014? 
I mean, because there's a lot of people listening like, I'd like to get in electrical, but, you know, what does that look like? It was hard. I mean, it, it, it was hard um, going from commercial to and then coming to to service and dealing with customers. We don't really have that, you know, with the commercial side. So right. trying to market, we've never had to market before. So the marketing, yeah. just the process overall, just changing um, how we thought we should do things and being open to that. It was, right. it was hard, um, took a yeah. lot of work. I think it was a little bit easier because we started from scratch. We weren't changing what we were currently doing. Um, right. We weren't going into home. So we were, you know, it was a little bit easier, I think, um, yeah. than having to change our whole process. Yeah. Do you remember, did you guys just take uh, one or two commercial technicians that were willing to try it out? Or yeah, how did you pick those lucky guys to get into it? Yeah. We, we asked, I mean, we, we have really our, our employees, most of our employees have been here 10, 15 plus years. So they're pretty, you know, they're very loyal and um, dedicated. And we asked if anybody would be interested. We had a couple guys um, sign up for it. We had two for generators and uh, one of those generator guys also said they would do service. So they were, they were very open to it and, and helped, helped build it all to be quite honest. Support for this podcast comes from Synchrony. Ever wonder how to calculate your true cost of financing and how to fit the price of financing into your business and pricing for products and services? In Synchrony's new and improved toolbox website, you can easily calculate your cost of credit, view educational videos, and learn more about Synchrony's digital tools. Simply go to toolbox.syf.com to explore and learn more. Yeah, I was going to say, I, do you, I don't know how much you were doing back then, but like building, you know, straightforward pricing and all of a sudden, like, like you said, you, you're in the customer's home and, and talking about pricing and building options. And this, it's really, it's it's quite, quite different, the business model. It's, so, yes, yes, it's very yeah. different. And and yes, um, I, I definitely was involved, um, not as much as I am now, but sure. yeah, fostering the, the guys and helping them, you know with that communication, you know, coming from commercial, you don't have to communicate besides with right. what you're working with. So, um, yeah, they did a, they did a great job. Um, the call center, I was answering calls. I, I, yeah. you know, I, um, learned how to answer the calls, what we need to be doing and kind of started that process as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Did, uh, now did those guys, did they stick with, with the residential for, for a while no, or did they go quick? They're back. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's the, I, I, I want to reveal the words a little bit just so people understand it's not always an easy process, right? It, it takes some time to find guys that want to do residential or want to do generators. You know, it's same thing dealing with mostly at homeowners. I'm assuming a lot of your generators are, are sold to. So, uh, how did you start finding those right kind of guys that could talk to homeowners? What, what well, was that process? Um, you know, back in those days, I mean, really just, um, advertising on indeed and and we were lucky enough to get a couple guys um you know that would come in and we were able to train you know our other guys were able to help train those new guys in it um and then as we kind of grew on the generator side those two guys who went back to commercial came over and still helped us out and actually one of those gentlemen within the last year is now doing our generator management so okay it all he kind of came back um yeah. to help out and with that process but really? more or less now um we actually have one guy that we love to death um he ended up moving and oh, he works yeah. for another he, he works for another certain path member now 
So I'm Is that right? To... That happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm glad that he found somewhere else with, you know, that he was already taught, you know, the process and he was able to go somewhere else and utilize it too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, yeah. now we're using Hunter recruitment. Um, I know oh, okay. that. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about that experience. So what's that been like? So you just say we're looking for, you know, this type of position and then start sending sending me some resumes or so maybe talk about how you're using. So kind of recruitment, they um, we kind of give them what we're looking for. We go through. They've helped us find um, electricians, generator technicians, office staff. Uh, so we kind of go over what we're looking for. They're putting ads out um, on Indeed and and they've also set up on our website, uh, we use, which is incorporates into Jazz HR. So we're able to monitor what's coming in as well as they're monitoring it. They're really screening everybody, uh, okay. what we're looking for. And they're saying, they're pushing them forward to us. Hey, you know, this one's a good candidate. You know, take a look at this person in particular. And they set it all up. They really set up the interview. Um, they follow up with the with the person who's coming in, making sure that everything went well, what they thought of it. Um, yeah. We also are doing geofencing with them. So oh, we're great. Able, yeah. yeah, so we're able to to hopefully get some ads out that way too. That's fantastic. Now, when you when you're talking about to them about what positions you're looking to add, do you do they you know say hey this is the type of people we're looking for, or do you kind of let them go ahead and because you know th that's what they do recruiting? But how how in depth do you get about the type of people? Um, with our technicians, I make sure that they know that we need someone who can communicate well, um, okay. that can, yeah, that it's going to be, that had some sort of customer service background, preferably, uh, if we can get that, it's hard with electricians. Um, yeah. but we definitely kind of go through what we're looking for, the type of person we're looking for here. We're looking for a lot of guys who are going to be honest, trustworthy. You know, we make that very clear up front, yeah. um, when, you know, we tell them who we're looking for. Same thing with the office, making sure that they have that good customer service as well. And they're screen up. They're the ones talking to them and they're, and they're screening them and kind of going through what our core values are. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So once they, they, they book the interview, are they, is that individual interviewing with you or with the, who's doing the interviewing at that point at, at your office? I'm doing all of the interviewing. Um, and then on our electricians, I might have, or even generator tax, I might have Joe sit in if it's, if it's something that I think that maybe I might need a second opinion on. Sure. And then we kind of go from there. They follow up with us and we either put together an offer letter for that person and we just copy Hunter so they, so that they can go ahead and, you know, follow up as well as us. Yeah, sure. Well, you guys have been growing a lot, so I know, or I'm assuming you've been interviewing a lot of people. So it, yeah. in your experience, what are what are some things you always do in interviews, questions you ask that kind of, you know, is, is there certain body language you're looking for? You, you know how you feel after an interview, like someone or not. You know, what, what are those cues that you keep an eye out for during interviews? Well, I don't ask. We do have a sheet that we do go through that we try to, but I do let everybody know that it's just a conversation. I want to get to know that person. Um, I don't, you know, I don't want to have to fire off a ton of questions to them. Um, I like to have that conversation flow a little bit. I'd like to know about them, what, you know, what they like to do in their personal time. That kind of tells me a little bit about that person too. Um, sorry, we're on motion here. That's okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, we're asking about, you know, what motivates them, 
you know, yep. what they're looking for, you know, what type of company that they're looking for to work yep. with. I tell them a lot about our company so that they they know what to expect from us, what a typical day is going to be here. Um, I also ask them what a typical day for them looks like currently so I can get an idea of, you know, what type of work ethic I can tell by what they're doing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if they're home at one o'clock every day, maybe not someone that's working. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and how they're communicating. How are they answering those questions? Right. Uh, there is one question that I do ask that people say that kind of stumps them. I ask, what um, has been your biggest failure and how do you overcome that? Ooh, yeah. So, because failure, it may be a failure to you, but it's a learning tool. So how, how did you, how did you overcome that? And, you know, how did that affect you? That's great. I bet you see some sweating at that point. I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's good though. You want to see people react with stress. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's I think that's important that people can have that, you know, that that strength to overcome whatever failure might be. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's see, you said uh you hired one or two electricians this year and then uh, remind me how many of you you've hired just recently. So we've had two electricians. Uh, we are we have to have licensed electricians here in Michigan. Um, so we've had two for forever. Um, yeah. And we just hired three more. So okay. long time waiting. Very excited in the process of training. I have one that just got into a truck maybe a few weeks ago. He's okay. he's doing a great job. And then I have two more that my goal is to have out in the next two weeks. Very good. And then uh, do you have apprentices in addition to that that are, are riding yeah. with your other? Okay, very good. Now, do you have this, the two established electricians? Do they each have an apprentice or is there one? Okay, that's great. That's great. Yeah. So we try to pair you up with an apprentice. Uh, we want every guy to have an apprentice because we grow within. We're teaching them on the job training. We have a full apprenticeship program. Um, so the idea is once we get these guys out of the truck or in their own truck, I should say, We'll send them with a little bit more of an experienced apprentice for right now, and then we'll hire some additional apprentices for our residential. Now, the licensing in Michigan, I'm always, you know, as I'm a, I, I came, I'm not a novice anymore, but I came, I didn't come from the industry, right? So I'm always amazed at state by state, everyone's got different lies, city by city. It's, it's, it's always kind of crazy to me. But uh, so when in Detroit or Michigan, I'm not sure if it's statewide or, or city, um, what's the licensing like, like when can apprentice, you know, like in, in Texas, I believe it's after two years, they can start doing certain jobs. Is that it in Michigan? You cannot do that. You have to what after four, four years. Yep. Yep. So you have to have four years of schooling and then yep. 8,000 hours of on the job training before you can go ahead and apply to take your journeyman's test. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So it, you really five years to get your hours. That's it's about, it's about a five year. Well, that, you're certainly well-trained in Michigan. That, that, that makes a challenge, though, trying to find someone that's a good communicator that's also has that much training. So Yes, yes. We uh, we actually have a full apprenticeship program here. Uh, most of that is is um, you know is tailored to our commercial guys. We take them sure. normally out of high school. They're interested. So we, you know, we take about anywhere from five to eight a year. Uh, we have an apprentice coordinator who kind of backs up their schooling because they do schooling online through MSU. We back it up in-house here. And then we also, you know, on hands training here as well in our, you know, in our shop, but, and then in the field, they're, they're constantly training. That's fantastic. So when working, I'm intrigued by this working with the schools, cause that's something we're trying to 
you know, get more and more members to do is, is reach out to high schools because there's lots of young people that, you know, fewer and fewer people are going to college because they go, why would I want to be a half a, a million dollars in debt by the time I'm 21 or 22? So, uh, you know, now your two electricians that are current, were they were they apprentices at one point or were they from another company? No, they're just, they're yeah, no, they're one's a master electrician and the other one's been an electrician for over 20 years. So Okay, very good. Yeah, well, either way, so they... Yeah. Season. So the apprentices though, like what are your, 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 your apprentice recruiter, what types of young people are they looking for? You know, is it, are they just looking for those certain, you know, attributes or backgrounds, you know, maybe they're athletes or just people that were, that always were farm kids or they tinker, like to take things apart. Well, how do you kind of identify, you know, a young person that that's actually going to do a good job? Yeah. So we actually, all of those things, Sports are always great. The farm, you know, working on a farm, uh, we two of our really um, highly thought of apprentices right now, they were farm kids, you know, uh, yeah. growing up. So um, all of those, but we're we're looking for, um, you know, sometimes they're from the building trades, so they've been sent over here by their teacher saying, hey, you know what, we really think this 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 guy's gonna really work out for you. He's you know been yeah. really good at class. He's taken two or three years. Um, but we're looking for those, you know, those core values, you know, do they have the morals? Do they have the communication? You know, do they have that work ethic that we think that they're going to have that work ethic? Um, so we're looking for all of that. And then they actually spend about four to six months here in our shop, just learning, learning how to have a job. What's that work ethic going to look like building stuff here, um, in the shop for out in the field to get them, to get them, you know, going and kind of get a feel for what it is to have a job because a lot of the a lot of the kids are coming right from high school so you know maybe they've been in sport and so they've never had to you know they have to be their sport on time but they might not necessarily have to be at their job on time it's uh you know it's crazy i've got two young younger boys and and i you know i worked as a kid and i played sports but now sports is like a full-time job for these kids so i i definitely know what you're talking about it's kind of crazy (laughs) Um, but that's really neat. So who built out that program? Did that apprenticeship, you got four to six, I think you said months, right? Or so who, who built so all that? So we actually have an apprentice coordinator. He's been here a little over 20 years. Um, yeah. so he used to be a foreman in our commercial side. And so when we started the, the program, he kind of facilitated the whole thing. He started that's as a chief, he's got a, he's got a full training program he breaks them down per year. Um, like I said, in our, in our slow time, which is usually the winter time. They come in here, they have classroom training once, uh, once every week, you know, he facilitates that and kind of walks them through the whole process and gets them ready to take that. That's neat. Now, does he do a lot of like uh, technical training with your other electricians or is he pretty much just focused on the young, young folks? Focusing on the apprentices. Um, he might, he might work with the journeyman to, to kind of go through, um, how to train, you know, like you know, just checking in with them. How is training going? How, you know, how is he doing sort of thing? Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Now the, um, you said you, you added the three new electricians. So I'm intrigued because it, you know, it's, it's a challenging thing adding, uh, technician. I say technicians because it, it's not just electrical plumbers. We know it, it's issues, HVAC, all that, you know, adding someone who has certain work habits and trying to introduce mm-hmm. them to the certain way you want to do business. Now let's, let's talk about their background a little bit. Were they, uh, residential electricians or were they just good communicators that maybe came from, you know, commercial or industrial or what's their backgrounds? like? 
all three of them are all residential. Um, one has a little bit of service, but for the most part, all new construction. Okay. So all right. I think that's very valuable for them when they're going in for service. So yeah. that's very exciting. But with new construction, you don't have to have that, that um, communication with the customer either. So right. that's what we're working on right now. I'm very fortunate that they all seem to have very good communication skills and they're, they're open. They're open yeah. to learning the process. You know, it's funny. Uh, I've heard a lot of people that have success with new construction guys because they, they know the work pretty well, but they don't have bad habits of running in and out of houses. And I got to do eight houses a day, right? And, and right. burn through burn through calls. So what's um so for these three individuals, what's their onboarding process like? How, how do you kind of get them up to speed on how you want service? So um, the first week, what I did with these three gentlemen in particular, I sent them out with one of our guides. I sent them out in the field so they knew what they were, you know, what what was going to be expected of them and how the process worked. So when we would sit down, they would know what I was talking about. So then we sat, uh, we came in, we do the videos on, you know, on the hub. Uh, we do a lot of that. We talk about, you know, your appearance, um, you know, how to approach the customer, all of those things, the communication skills teach them our, 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 um, software because they're going to be expected to know that software. And we spent probably a good week or so together, um, going over the price book, pricing things. Yeah. We give them different situations, you know, situations that they're going to find themselves in. Um, and then we put them back out with our technicians now, and now they're going to be the lead. And so they're right. getting critiqued. Um, so right. All this week and all last week, we are doing skill training every morning. And so we're role playing. Good for you. They know it's very <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Uh, but but we're doing that. And, and they know that they have to have not only my approval, but they got to have the, the technician that they're with that we feel comfortable putting them in the home, that they're going to communicate well. Um, so, in, you know, until we get that approval, they got to work hard. They got to know our system. They... They have to learn what our memberships are, our warranties. They have to know all of that before they're going to get in their own truck. So good for you. So you don't go, okay, in three weeks, you're just getting out there no matter what. You, you're, you're, no, I put a deadline on it and say, you got to know it. Yeah. You got to know right. it. You got to work hard. The faster you work hard, you know, the faster you learn it, the harder you work to learn it, the faster you're going to be in the, in the truck by yourself. Good for you. Good for you. So I guess, uh, Part of that is learning how to build options, right? That's always the tricky thing, right? So, I mean, yeah. it's, you're, you're talking about that every day. It sounds like in training, they're seeing it in the field and then yep. they're going to be practicing. How, how have they been doing? They've been doing pretty well so far? Yeah, they've been doing really well. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very happy with the progress that they're making and I'm happy that they're open to it. Uh, yeah. They're open, you know, they're open to learning something new. It's hard. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's great. It sounds like your two electricians that you have, they're they're open to, to being the trainers, right? And and showing their ways. Cause I mean, there's a lot of people that won't necessarily do that. So it means yeah. they're pretty good guys too. Yeah, they're great. They're they're absolutely great and they they welcome the growth. They're they're excited to see the growth, which is exciting too. That's great. I gotta you know, I just I gotta figure this out though. The math doesn't you got two electricians and two trucks, you've got three new electricians. How is there two you guys doubling up in one truck or how, how are we working that out? So I've been thankful. Thankfully I have one, I have one of the new guys who just got married. So he's been off for a few days, but I rotate them into our generator side okay. so they can see, 
so they can see the process of a generator and the communication is a little bit different, but they still have to learn that communication with the homeowner. Yeah, that's great. Well, you queued this up beautifully. It's a good good reason to pivot to generators. So big generator business. Talk about, just kind of share with everyone how you structure it. You talk, you shared it with me before we hit forward. What does the kind of the org chart on the generator side look like? Maybe start with sales. So we have um, two guys who are dedicated to sales. So they're going out and giving generator quotes um, to customers. One of them is a licensed electrician who can also double in as a generator installer, lead tech. Uh, so we, we require a licensed electrician as one of the head guys. Um, and then we have two gas installers who are also licensed that do the gas lines for the, for the installations. And then we also have two dedicated guys who are doing maintenance and repairs on all of our generators. Currently, we are um, super busy. And so we have a guy from the commercial side that is coming over and doing installs too. So we're doing two installs a day. That's great. That's great. You said something like, what, 700 generators you're monitoring? We're, yeah, we're monitoring 700. So um, what we have, and that's just what we're monitoring. And so what we're doing is, is uh, Generic has a mobile app. So we monitor their generator, make sure it's working properly. If for some reason it goes into fault mode, uh, we go ahead and we contact the customer and, and let them know that we need to get a technician up for. Man, that's incredible. Well, so I'm mean, always intrigued because there's just not a big generator business where I'm at. So, and there, I'm talking to a lot of electrician, you know, electrical members. There's, you know, it's not a, a huge common thing. Certain areas of the country there are. So where are your leads coming? Is it just people? I need a generator or is it you guys, you know, generating that need? Maybe when service calls, hey, have you ever thought of a generator? Where, where are the bulk of those coming from? So we do try to cross sale, but I can tell you that the majority of it is referrals from other customers. Um, power outages will automatically, that will just, it'll just blow the phones up. You know, our power goes out here and it's for longer periods of time. And we had a couple of storms where people were out for a whole week. So that's, yeah, so we do run a commercial um, on our, you know, on our um, local network as well as some of the, you know, the Comcast or cable networks. Um, we've yeah. been on, you know, our local news station um, in, in-house studio. Most of our leads probably come from Generac, I would say, themselves. Okay. Uh, maybe them contacting Generac, Generac and saying, I need a generator, and then they'll forward them over to us. It's a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what's the average ticket on a, on a generator? Uh, we tell customers to expect anywhere from twelve to fifteen thousand. Yeah, so it's a significant investment. Yeah. Are you are a lot of those financed, or are mostly people still paying cash or credit cards, or what's your experience? Uh, we're getting more people. You know, I like to say there's not a ton of people that are doing financing. Um, we've had a little bit of an uptick lately because we have the eighteen months same as cash. Some people just want to use that. But for the majority, I would say check or credit card. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask if, if financing had been getting a little difficult just because of rates have been and, and you know, just, you know, the economy's been a little rocky, you know. But uh, so, but the 18 months, same as cash. Is... Yeah. Yeah. But it's still not the bulk of it. Still, it's people mostly. Yeah. Our demographics are usually um, probably over 60. That's where it is. And so I feel like those, the, the older it's generation, nice. they're, you know, they're writing chops. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it makes sense for Jane or two. I mean, it just is someone who's had uh, a parent that was on oxygen for 
lose power, it's scary. You know, yeah, you know it's, it's something you don't want to mess around with. And and typically they do have money that they can they can purchase that additional safe. But uh, mm-hmm. I'll tell you though, we we've had a lot of power. I'm in St. Louis. We've had a lot of power outages the last month. Now ours only lasts a day or two, but I've had a lot of friends throw away uh, refrigerators full of food and and. That's the and that's not a good feeling. So you know, it's it's easy to stimulate that need for a generator if you deal with it enough, for sure. So yeah, and and you know, a lot of people want to you know they want to make sure that their well is going to run. You know, their sub pump, they're not going to get flooded out. Those types of yeah. things. So yeah, def or their garage door. Just trying to you know, the older generation, they still need the garage door to get out of their house sometimes. For sure, for sure. Now, are you are you guys running a, a lot of competition up in, in your part of northern Detroit? Like, are you getting people like, okay, I got a bid from you. I really want to get a bid from a couple more companies. Or have you guys established yourselves as really generating? I think we're established. I, I know we have competition. I think we, we run into our competition here and there. Um, I think we kind of stay on opposite sides for the most part. Um, but I do expect people to get more than than one quote. I definitely with that big ticket item like that. Yeah. Um, so we do have a follow up process that we make sure that yeah, we follow. But more more people are seem to be buying on site than they have been. There the, the need is there. They want to go you know right away with us. Yeah. How fast can you get a, a generator installed? Say I buy I buy it from you today. What's typically like? So right now, because of our booking schedule, um, we are booking in the middle of October. Wow. So it's a little bit of a luck. Yeah, but if we could get, that's with us to installing two a day. Our goal is to do four a day. So I'm just looking for those licensed electricians right now and we can get them on board. We'll be, you know, we'll be closer to, you know, two to four weeks. Right, right, right. Have you dealt with a lot of cancellation issues because of that? Or are people are, they're patient. They know, you know, generators is something you need every week for sure, you know, but, uh, or, or not had any cancellations. No, not because of time frame. Um, I think that the competition is the same way. I think that yeah. I don't think that we're any, you know, any more lead time than anybody else's. I actually think we have a better lead time right now. Okay. That's great. That's great. Now you said that you have a follow-up process, right? So if someone goes, you know, Mrs. Jones just wants to think about it because there's a lot of money and uh, maybe she didn't expect that. So what, what's your follow-up process like to keep that lead hot? Yeah, so our we expect the sales guys, they're going to follow up. They have to follow up with their leads within three business days, um, calling and just making sure the customer didn't have any other questions, if they wanted to proceed with it, what we could do for them to get them started. And then after that, they turn that into the office, um, and then our office staff will write a handwritten note thanking them you know, and for considering us, give us a call back. And then if we have any promos or anything going on, we'll reach out to those customers again if they haven't purchased just to, to find out if, you know, that's something that they want to go ahead and go with. Very good. Very good. Uh, you also mentioned you had two repair technicians, right? Repair maintenance technicians on the generator side. How how busy are they? I mean, are they, do you get a lot of service calls? Like, you know, an HV, I think of it, generators kind of like HVAC. A lot of, cert, you know, they're doing maintenances and they're they're doing small repairs. Is, is that pretty a pretty active part of, of the business? Definitely. So we do generator maintenances. We require, well, Generac requires that we do maintenance once a year. So we have that, you know, continuing once a year as we're doing more generators, we're getting busier on the maintenance side. And then of course, on the repairs, if there's a power outage, all of a sudden, you know, that's where we get a lot of new customers too, uh, that they, you know, you have someone out, the generator is not working. And then we pick up a maintenance after that and then just add them to, you know, to our yearly maintenance. 
Yeah, what's what's the lifespan of So again, I'm thinking I HVAC, you got a maintenance tech that goes, oh man, we got a 12-year-old generator here that looks like it's about ready to croak. I mean, is that, you have a lot of that where you're flipping leads on older generators or, or so you guys haven't been doing all that long, right? So 13. Yeah, now. yeah. There's not, you know, it really depends on if you take care of it. If you take care of it, you get the maintenance that it needs, uh, you know, it could run, you know, it could run for 20 years. And then if you don't maintain it, it is, you know, it depends on the hours too, on how much it's running. But if you don't maintain it, you know, it might only last 10 years. Right. So it just really depends on if you're maintaining it and keeping, keeping, you know, care of it. There's always those things. It's a motor. So it's not, you know, those things are going to happen where it's just going to need repairs too. For sure. For sure. So it's just, uh, you know, Generac notifies you that there's a, there's an issue or you have those, like you said, you, you have scheduled maintenances they have to have, right? Or Generac asks I guess to keep the warranty, right? They've got to get those done. So is we that- just do, we, we take care of our own clients. So we have them on a, a program with us that we contact them when they're due at their one year. If for some reason um, someone doesn't have somebody to maintain their generator, they can always call Generac and get, you know, get a, a dealer in their area. And then that would be when they would recommend us to come out and do either their repair or maintenance. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was getting to. You, you answered it for me is the app. You're outbounding those those clients. Uh, is it just just phone calls? You send a postcard. How do you kind of? Because I know I'm a, I'm a busy homeowner. You got kids and stuff, and it's it's easy to go. Well, I'll push off that, you know, that tune up or that maintenance, whatever you want to call it. And, and you know, so how do you stay in front of those people? Regular phone calls every week, a couple weeks. Yep. So what we do is when you're the month before that you're actually due is, and it's the same thing for our club memberships and our residential side. We send out an email to you, letting them know that you're due for service. Uh, give our office a call. And then about a week later, we'll go ahead and make a phone. We make two follow-up phone calls. And if we still haven't heard back from you or gotten in touch with you, we'll send you out a postcard. Okay. Very good. There you go. And I mean, you pretty much, you have a pretty good success rate in getting getting in front of those people. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, you'd think so if you're spending that much money on it. Yeah. <laughs> you would do that, but hey, I'll tell you. HEAC systems, people don't do it. They just take it for granted, hot, hot and cold coming. But uh, but anyways, that's interesting. Support for this podcast comes from Angie. Angie is one of the largest home services marketplaces that connects qualified service professionals to project-ready homeowners. With over 25 years of experience and a network of more than 250,000 pros, we have helped more than 150 million people with their home needs. For service professionals, we are the source for everything from new customers and revenue streams to reviews, payments, and perks. With homeowners today investing more than ever, countless projects need a pro to take them on. We make the connection. So you talked about your club membership on the electrical side. That's great that you guys do that. I know that's something we struggle with getting a lot of electrical members to do because, you know, showing the value. So. Talk about your, your club membership. What is the, you know, what are the warranties like? You know, what are the big benefits you guys sell on that? So um, currently I think we have almost close to 400 members. So our guys do a really nice job at that. Yeah. I tell them, please don't, please do not, uh, do not let customers be the first thing that you hear out of mouth is the discounts. We want to, we want to be yeah. sure that we're talking about, you know, the priority service, the double the warranty, uh, the the whole house safety inspection. We wanna we wanna build that value, and then that extra discount is just a an added benefit. That's right. That's great. That's great. 
So uh, how how you guys manage those? That's a lot of you know that's a lot of uh, homes you're you're getting to every year. Um, is it the same situation like with your generators? You're just calling out, or do you, is there do you like the you said winter slows down? Is that when you're doing a lot of your inspections? So same process. We're sending that email to follow up, then a postcard, and then I always tell the guys that when they're if they're in a repeat customer's home and they are are we call them MAP Metro Advantage plan members to make sure are they are they getting ready to renew within the next month or so take care of it then you know bring that up to them and see if we can take care of that otherwise you know we do on our slower periods we do try to to fill the time if we can now are they are those annual uh memberships or do you do the perpetual no we do annual annuals yeah. okay very good very good so they they close it out there and i guess that they're your guys have done a good job about doing the complete inspections and the forms and and educating people about their electrical system. 100%. Yeah, they they do they do a really nice job of going over the membership itself and then going back out and doing the renewal process. Have you found th- those club members those average tickets are typically a little higher than uh, than new customers or what's your experience? Um, I would say yeah. I mean, honestly, I think last month like 60% of our calls were repeat customers. So Great. Yeah, our 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 calls really are repeat customers and referrals. That's our biggest volume of calls that come in. So um, I would say, yeah, 50, you know, I would say, yeah, probably 50, 50 on the, on the tickets. Okay. Very good. Well, yeah, call generation is a big thing. I know there's a lot of, we have a lot of members in certain markets are slowed down this year. You know, um, not everyone's at home all the time anymore, breaking everything like we had with, with post COVID world. So uh, I know you I, you mentioned it earlier. You were on a, a TV show or something. Um, so I guess you're doing some television advertising then. Yeah. So we actually were asked by our local um, our local channel here to come in studio and bring a generator. So we went in and it kind of talked a little bit about a generator. Why have a generator? A little bit about how it works and what the process is to to do an install. And you know we went down there and did that. That's neat. So that, so that's not a situation where you guys are. Were you advertising on that channel, or do they just know you as a generator? How you got that out? Uh, we were doing some advertisement um, on their channel. Um, for the most part, they kind of reached out to our rep. They just they were interested in generators, and they that's actually great. reached out to us to be honest. So that's great. Even better. Yeah. Even better. How how has call? I mean, you're adding three electricians. I'm assuming call volume's still been pretty steady on the service side. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to figure out that where that's gonna go though. You know, I know I gotta ramp it up a little bit, so I just kind of have to look at where to ramp it up. So, but we're we're pretty steady right now. Yeah. So I yeah I was gonna say, are you doing? Is it just uh, PPC and SEO, or what have you guys traditionally done to generate new business? So PPC, I I really haven't done SEO. We did that for a little bit, and then it kind of faded off. So I know I think I'm gonna start looking into that. Uh, we are with Angie Leith, so we have that. Um, we don't do any home advisor anymore, but mostly PPC, I would say. And then, of course, our local advertisement um, on our cable networks, and that's that's mostly geared towards our generator. Okay. Uh, we do a lot of social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram. We do a monthly e-blast to our current customers and new customers. Yeah, you're. Uh, I, again, I was looking at doing some research, and your your uh, your social channels look great. Whoever does a, a does that for you does a really nice job all the posts look really professional it it brands you really well um on the um 
on the cable advertising. So it's generators mostly. Is it certain channels, certain times of day, or do you just kind of have a, a mix? So what we bought, we kind of bought from March all the way to October because um, that's really our busiest season, our storm season is what I call it. Um, but yeah, it's more geared. We do look at the demographics, the older dem- demographics. We do, you know, like the HGTV, the golf channel, um, history channel, those kinds of things. So we do we do look at that. That's great. That's great. Um, so let's just kind of kind of want to circle back to your 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 electricians, your service electricians, because obviously that's we are mostly service at, at certain path. Uh, you know, we talked about the onboarding. Uh, the next step of onboarding is regular training. So you've got the two uh, gentlemen that that your established electricians, and you've got uh, obviously your three that you're onboarding. Do you do you guys routinely have uh, uh, like team meetings to go over kind of the soft skill communication stuff, going over tickets? Is that something you regularly? Yep. So our residential team meets on Mondays and Wednesdays, and that can consist of going over jobs, looking at pictures. Maybe one of the guys, um, you know, came across something that we all need to kind of take a look at and know for the future. We look at tickets, those kinds of things. Uh, Our generator team meets two days a week as well. And then on Fridays, we all meet um, as a group. And I call them our fun Fridays. There's no negativity on those Fridays. No one can complain. Uh, and that's just a fun time that we, you know, we communicate and maybe celebrate some wins, some reviews. Uh, we have a wheel that we might spin. Um, and then, of course, our whole office, including our office staff and our our guys in the field, we all meet once a month to go over our goals, where we're at for the year, any individual goals and, you know, rewards. And we do, you know, we try to do, we try to do something fun, um, you know, some team bonding do, during that time. That's great. The wheel. What's the wheel for? Club memberships sold. Certain number of average tick. You know. Tickets so the wheel on a the wheel on a weekly basis. That is really um, it's a wheel and it might have something like who was your favorite customer for the week? Um, what good deed did you do or witness this week? You know, something along those lines. It's just kind of a icebreaker how the week went. And then there's some prizes on there too. Um, and then for our monthly, yes, we do. You know. The girls in the office, if they if they hit their you know their booking percentages, the guys in the field if they hit their weekly or I'm sorry their monthly ticket numbers, okay. you know sometimes and sometimes I'll do I'll throw up some good stuff like whoever gets the most reviews by name this year or this month will get something extra. Oh, that's changing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like that you have stuff for the office. You 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 put it out there as well. Um, yeah, when you're talking now when you're talking uh, you know goals and stuff, say at the monthly meeting. You talk call booking percentage, certain number of tickets run. What are some other things you guys really highlight? Uh, Or is that primarily it? Well, the guys and also the sales guys, they have a goal of where their booking percentages for the generator sales. We also highlight um, where we were last year versus where we are this year. So everybody can see that growth. Um, We take a look at what our goals were at the beginning of the year where we're at on those goals. Um, you know, we have a certain amount of generators that we want to sell, you know, we kind of, we take a look at those. Um, but mostly it's, it's about maybe we watch a video and we talk about, you know, this month was mindset, you know, we want to make sure everybody's in the right mindset. Um, and then sometimes we do a fun game. That's fun. Are you now, are you the person that's kind of watching the tickets as they come in? Cause you are, it's still smaller, the service, especially, you know, just to make sure options are being offered, clubs are being offered. I mean, that's the, the core basics of really of growing that side. Is that is that your responsibility or who? 
Yeah. So I'm watching all the residential service tax. I'm watching to yep. see, yeah, what, what they did for the day. Make sure, you know, I'm looking for pictures. I want to see what they did. I'm looking at their tickets, their average tickets, make sure they got their material, what options were, you know, offered versus what was accepted. And if we have to do any follow-up. That's great. That's great. Um, now, how are you? You don't have to get specific. You guys do hourly or is it a piece rate, you know, in terms of pay structure for your service technician? So our service division, they are hourly and then they do get, they are part portion commission based. So they get a certain percentage. That's great. Okay. Cause it's always, everyone wants to know how to keep them motivated to, to run all those calls and everything. And I was going to say, what, what are they doing on average? Three calls a day, two calls a day. Where, where do you, uh, anywhere between one and three, I have guys who will sell that first job and they're not leaving, um, you know, for the day. So, uh, and then other guys, you know, it just depends. And if it's a, one of our, our members, sometimes those don't take as long because you know exactly what you're going in for. So those calls sometimes are two, two calls a day. Sure. Now who's the, that, that magic person dispatcher that manages that schedule and go, Oh boy, yes, Joe's going to be there all day. I got to start pivoting is who's that individual on your team. So that's Katie and she's been here, uh, like I said, she's been here about eight years, almost eight years. And so she, she's really good at customer service and we're trying to to see what she can do with that dispatching. So she gets that, that, that role. She has to, yeah. you know, it is a hard role. It's, oh, it's going to call customers and, Hey, we're not going to make it. Or, you know, we got to reschedule you, but she does a really nice job. Do you guys try and, and, and look at maybe at the end of the day about the day ahead and go, oh boy, what jobs are really going to last long? And maybe we got to call the day before versus, you know, the day of is a hard call. You know, you're at the, you know, customers at the house. You don't, that's how you get upset people. How, so how do you kind of try and manage that the day before? To avoid? So we do, we try to look ahead a little bit. Um, it's yeah. hard because it is hard because you want them to focus on that job. And I always tell the guys, I, I prefer you to stay at one job for the whole day, to be completely honest with you. I want you to maximize that job. Um, and they yeah. do do a good job at that. And so, um, I think it opens us up a little bit more with five technicians that other techs can take other things. So I think it's going to be a little bit easier, but we do, we do try to look ahead as much as we can. And, you know, sometimes we got to make those calls and they're hard calls sometimes, yeah. uh, but we just make sure that they're a hard schedule for the next day or whatever yeah, you will for that. Do you just work, you waive a service fee? I mean, how, if someone's really hot, I mean, how do you try it? Yeah. If, if someone's really upset, we definitely will waive that service fee. Um, no questions asked. Very good. Well, actually, well, Christina, I've taken so much of your time. I just want a few more, um, you know, uh, it sounds like you guys have a really strong culture there. You know, everyone enjoys being around. It just, it, you're, you've got good energy. It, you're smiling a lot when you talk about your team. So I can tell you, you love what you do. So what, what's, you know, how do you, how do you, have you built this, this, uh, this family, this work family, just getting together regularly, you know, and, and, and learning about people. Do you do a lot of one-on-ones with your team? I mean, how have you fostered that? That's so difficult for, for a lot of people. It is. I think it's taking interest in them. Um, I know I'm, I can be hard a lot of the times, but I think that they know that it comes from a good place. So I think, um, you know, taking interest in them, their families, getting together, having that energy. I try to stay positive things, you know, obviously everybody has those days, right? Um, but I always say that there's always something to smile about. There's always, you know, you know, there's just something to be exciting about. I, I get excited because I like and love seeing the growth and I and I hope that they do too. Um, I do do office one-on-ones with the girls here in the office every week. 
20 minutes, we sit down, it's their time. There's some things that I want to go over, but it's really their time first. Um, so I think that's how I try to keep, you know, that relationship with them. Uh, the guys, I try to see them every single morning and I do try to see them when they get back. And if not, I at least want to touch base with them somehow, some way. That's great. So they come in in the morning and they come in at the end. Yeah, definitely. Yep. I know a lot of people that do remote dispatching and I get it. You're in a big, heavy, dense population and, you know, but I, boy, I, there's something about seeing people's body language in the morning and in the evening, you know, maybe you can try and, and handle something before someone goes over to once or falls, something happens. 100%, 100%. Yeah. You I, know it makes it a lot of hard day and, and maybe they need a little extra, you know, talking, you know, just talking yeah. through the problem or how was your day or tell me about that. How, you know, how did that go? And sometimes yeah. they just need to vent a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and with how, especially where you guys are, how difficult it is to get electricians. It's like, you'd much rather if some, if they're upset at a company for some reason, whether it matters, whether it's really your fault or not, you know, is sometimes you, you're, you're to blame just because, you know, you're the boss, but it's easier yeah. just to have that conversation early and trying to fuse it and go, let them know they're valued and instead of them just starting to call around other places, they're so valuable. Yeah. I just, I really try to make myself open to everybody that, you know, that they're, they feel comfortable coming and, and vent, you know, just if there are, like you said, if they got something on your mind, I want to know about it because I want to make sure that we talk about it and, you know, if we can fix it and make it, make it right, or at least just talk through it. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, just how is how has SGI Certain Path supported you guys over the last handful of years, and and what kind of difference has that been to the business, especially on the residential side? Well, we we've had Sonia as a coach for you know since you know day one. Um, we just you know I've never really leaned in. I will say that we're I'm not a big leaner in or having to you know um, lean in for help. So we've you know, I haven't done that, but that's my goal. My goal is now I got some guys I need to lean in and, but man, I, you know, CertPath's been great for networking. I tell everybody yeah. that is the best, absolutely the best, um, yeah. to just run ideas by, you know, other people and get ideas through them. Um, you know, the straightforward pricing, get all of it, all it's great. Just utilize it. That, you know, that's my biggest thing is we just need to utilize it more and, I've already told uh, Sonia, get ready because I'm leaning in. Good. She's a good resource for it. I mean, she's, I, great. she's something else. I, I, uh, the amount of respect I have for her, the amount of knowledge she has. She's technical. She knows the business side. Uh, she's guess she's just a tremendous coach. Um, but, uh, but you're right. The networking, I, you know, I, I love going to Expo just to see everybody because there's so many positive people. I love learning what they're doing in their businesses and, everyone's doing someone's doing something unique that's interesting maybe we'll try it you know maybe we'll talk about that at an expo on my side bring bringing up ideas to, to present at the future expos and i'm sure that's how you guys think of stuff to do right it's just that that chit chat and that in the hallways goes goes a long way yeah it's it it goes so you know that's that's a big component of expo is just sure. the networking itself yeah 100 percent all right, in, in, in totally wrapping up, so where do you see the business in, in five to 10 years? Have you guys sat down strategically and go, okay, we want to get to 10 service electricians, grow the generator business and, you know, to $10 million or, 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 or what do you get? What do you, where do you think you'll end up in the next five to 10 years? 
I'm hoping to double. I just, I, I really want to double where we're at now. I want to add some managers and some growth and put the right people in the right spot. And um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. And I, again, I'm just so excited to see the growth portion of it. So hopefully doubling. That's, that's where I'd love to see it. Yeah. Well, three, three more electricians. Uh, this certainly that could, could easily happen here. So I'm very excited to see see how things progress, and I'll, I'll be sure to ask you at the next, next couple expos. So, well, very good. Well, Christina, thank you so much for all your time today. I, I appreciate your patience and trying to figure all the technical stuff out earlier, and, and uh, this was just a real fun conversation. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Support for this podcast comes from HD Supply. At HD Supply, our job is helping you do yours. We are uniquely positioned to help drive your business through unrivaled access to professional-grade plumbing, electrical, and HVAC products and innovative business solutions such as our StockWise Inventory Management Program, fully customizable to meet your needs and improve productivity. Our national network of distribution centers and more than 2,200 store locations nationwide provide a national reach with a local focus, providing unmatched convenience and product availability. We power pros to do more. The Successful Contractor Podcast is part of the Certain Path family. Certain Path builds successful home service businesses and has for 23 years. We do it by providing contractors with a proven path to success, professional coaching, software solutions, and a member community of over 1,000 contractors just like you. Doubling your sales with a 20% net profit and an inspiring company culture is all possible. Let us show you the way. With Certain Path, success is made certain. Visit www.mycertainpath.com for more information. Listen.